Oh, no, no, take your time. I'm over here on the laptop on Illustrator. What's going on over there? Don't act like you're working. What'd you say? I said, don't act like you're working. <laughs> I'm driving. You know, I'm always driving. I forgot I was posting Fashion Friday and I went and got food. Oh, money mom starts the space like five minutes early, driving. I got you. How are you? How's it going? Good. It's Friday. Um, doing a thousand different things, literally, um, and getting it all done. But I'm super stoked, super happy that it's Friday. Gonna tweet the room out now to all the channels and all that good stuff. What's up, Lauren? Happy Friday. Hello. Come on up. Happy Friday. Hello, hello. Oh, my gosh. Happy Friday. What's up, uh, Glitcher Millie? Happy I Friday. Was, I'm on another time zone, and I was like, what time is this starting? I've been literally checking like 30 times. I was like, okay, you have to, you have to make it. <laughs> yeah, I just started a couple minutes early. Money, money Mom's behind the wheel grabbing the in and out. Oh, nice. No stacky tonight? Oh, Stack will be here, but she's uh, she's probably. I know she's finishing a couple things up. Hey guys, what's up? I heard you uh, call my name. Just wanted to say what's up. I was over here trying to make some adjustments in Photoshop. Ugh. All good. What, what what you doing in Photoshop? Making a flyer. I hate making flyers, so I'm just a little bit. Use Canva. It's much easier than Photoshop. I hate Photoshop. <laughs> See, and I was going to do that, but the it's like an adjustment to a flyer that I already made, and then the client's just being like a just anal about it, and just like, bro, I could just make you something brand new on Canva, and it'd be great. But he wants the same one. <laughs> nice, but they're stacky. I cannot wait to talk Utes. Oh yeah, hey, we're, we we there's a lot to talk about too because it. Uh... Were you on this morning, Lauren? Do you join the Coffee with Captain Spaces? In the I didn't join this morning. I've been on Spaces since, like, I was in Leap Space as they were, like, revealing. Also, maybe something we can add to, Rolex just filed trademarks for NFTs. So Girl in the Verse literally DM'd us that, and I've got the, I've got the post to pin up to the top when, when we get there, but I think we should definitely talk about that. Um, we should talk about Ralph 
for sure with the with the Fortnite thing. Oh, there's a girl in the verse. She's the one that, that tipped us off. Um, and then we should definitely talk about Rolex. Yeah, a lot of exciting things. How are we doing back there, Stacky? I know you're busy. I'm good. I'm just I was just uh, having a conversation on a bed again. Somebody about a uh, press release. It's a it's a lot, but get it all done. You'll get it. Don't I What's... sound don't I sound very uh, energetic right now? Y- yeah, you wait, sound we like... do or we don't yeah. sound energy. No energy, no energy, Stacky this this week. I feel you, girl. I need to introduce you to a gentle tornado, Stacky. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's <laughs> okay. I was gonna say I feel I feel her um, tiredness. I think um, you know a lot of us who are in the space always active. I feel like I'm always on. Eventually, at one point, the body just decides to you need a break. So I feel you, girl. <laughs> Hang in there. It's Friday. We had enough break for all of us. <laughs> I after no. Miami. <laughs> Apparently, it's after Miami though. <laughs> no, you look like you had fun traveling. Yeah, I was gonna say I need I need non fun Greece for like I don't even know how long you were gone. How was that like a month? How long was it? <laughs> no, I was gone for like three weeks and a half. <laughs> The timing was off, though, guys. I was like, I, I didn't expect so much to happen while I was gone, but uh, it was really nice. Yeah. I almost feels so far long ago, actually. So are we going to are we going to do like um, girl in the verse segment on Fashion Fridays? I'd love with, uh... to. OK, great. That's I thought about thing. you this week because like there's so much fashion coming out. Um finally in this space right i don't know if you guys wanted to start with a couple of of the stories there that we saw this week yeah there's there's a lot of them first off let me say hello to steve steve are you at the gym or are you good i am good i have been uh feeding the gym and just becoming doughier and grosser in throughout my uh throughout my last couple of weeks so i think the last time i actually did a real workout was like not this last monday but the monday before which is is off for me but uh We'll get there. We're having a we're having a little bit of a couple weeks, but we're figuring it out. Amazing. I feel like the only shot in Web three at working out is you have to do it in the morning. Otherwise, I feel like you're done for. That's the problem. Is like so. My typical routine is that I used to wake up at five a.m. I would go to the gym, then I would get home before everybody else was up, and then I would like kind of get some work done, meditate, get my peace, get my stretching in, all these wonderful things. And uh, now, um, because of the way my life and job is working because I used to work like sort of like a normal open my computer at eight o'clock, close my computer at like five thirty six or something. Um, what's ended up happening for me is that my, um, you know, I work web three. I do my show in the morning. I take a lot of meetings whenever I can. Um, then I want to hang out with the wife and kids and do that thing. And, um, you know, sometimes I'm hosting spaces at night and then, well, my wife and I want to watch our trashy reality television shows. Um, I need to do that at, you know, like, you know, like 10 o'clock at night or it, it, I used to be asleep by like 10, like 10 o'clock was the latest I would be awake. And now it's like 10 o'clock's when I sit down to watch a couple of shows. And if it's 11 o'clock, I'm like, we have time for one more episode. So that means I need to get the sleep still because that's such an important part. Like sleep is the most important thing for your brain, like in the world, like, because you actually learn in your sleep, you 
learn things and retain them. And then you go to sleep and actually learn them. That's when your body does that. So like getting no sleep is terrible. Um, so I get to sleep, but I don't know when you do an 8 a.m. morning show and then you go to bed at midnight, there's not a lot of room if you want to get that seven hours of sleep in there. So anyway, long story short, I'm, uh, I'm kill- I'm doing a terrible job and I'm probably going to leave my current gym that I'm going to cause it's way too expensive to CrossFit one and just start working out at home again. Cause I know, I know I could probably fit like even short workouts in during the day. I was going to say, Steve, um, I thank God for coffee with captain every morning. Cause that's sort of my, I, I, I swapped Spotify for your show and I'm always at the gym working out during the show so i feel your pain because you actually have to host i actually get to listen in and it feeds my brain while i'm doing my squats and then i come home and then i'm like okay this is what's going on (laughs) so yeah you actually you you forced me to go to the gym so (laughs) no i appreciate that we've had people say that to us before actually one of the weirdest pieces of feedback we get is not weirdest like I, i that was the wrong term for it it's just like weird because it's like wow this is so fucking cool is a lot of people have told us yeah i wake up i go to the gym or i wake up i go for my run or whatever and i turn on coffee with captain and it's like the coolest thing to be like you know like the like there's west coasters who are like i want to listen to coffee with captain so it's giving me a reason to get up at 5 a.m to go to the gym and i'm like holy shit like this is cool so i mean it's one of the coolest things but it's like you know obviously you know I, i can't like you know, go for a run or, or lift during coffee with captain. And the other thing is like, when I was in a corporate job, I was working at at home, but I have weights in my basement. And so what I'd be able to do is like, you know, for anybody who's worked like a bigger corporate job, there are always these big, there's way too many meetings. And there would be like these big departmental meetings that you can listen to, but don't have to participate in. So what I would do is I would like literally lift for like an hour while these meetings were going on, like an hour or two, I'd like lift and kind of like get some stretching in. And I'd actively listen to the meeting. Uh, similar to like what you're doing with coffee with captain, but like, it would just be like during the day, be like, okay, cool. We have the departmental meeting for an hour and a half. Like I'll plan to lift. Cause I don't have a you know speaking part or whatever. Um, so that was another thing. It's like when we had the pandemic, I got in like really good shape, you know, and I know a lot of people didn't because it was like, Hey, I'm home. I can, uh, you know, I can lift during the day. So anyway, we'll, we'll get back there. It's just, it's all about figuring out balance. Life's always sliding scales. Right. And it's like, you know, it's like, I can't remember what Cheryl Sandberg said, so I'll butcher it, but she was like, friends, sleep, work, working out or something like that. She's like, you get to pick like three or she like named five things. I'm butchering it. But if you Google it for Cheryl Sandberg, she named like five things in life. And she's like, you get to pick three to be good at at any given time. Um, and it was really, really insightful to me because I started looking at I'm like, shit, yeah, because if you do any of those, if you do all those consistently, you actually suck at everything and you're constantly not good so i just always think of life i don't like judge myself is the thing like i know it sounds like it's just if i judge myself on it then i'm gonna feel bad and the truth is i just have to understand that everything is trade-offs in life and you know you get through it so anyway that's that's more of an answer than james bargained for right there yeah so we know steve's not at the gym (laughs) um hold on though i actually seems like a simple no would have done (laughs) um (laughs) Actually, no, I love listening to, to your explanations of things. That's that's the classic, Steve, do you like water question. And then it's like 30 minutes on, you know, from Dasani to, <laughs> to whatever other brand. That was that was the most accurate. I should post that up top so people can watch it because I saw that video. And I remember when I tweeted it, Captain was dying. He's like texting me. He's like completely dead. I'll I'll post it at the top. It's it's a video where I'll, I'll post it at the top. It's, it's a good one. It's it's amazing. 
Um, I actually have follow-up questions though from from that, and I know, hey, girl, uh, are you okay, girl on the verse? Like, I know you're. It's Friday night. There's dinner. Like, what's going on? Yeah, there's. I have a dinner, and I was like, oh my god, there's. It's Fashion Friday, five p.m. We coming to dinner with you. <laughs> so do you, uh, wanna... Jackie, do you have a charcuterie board for us? Oh my myself. god, not the charcuterie board. Where's Matthew? But <laughs> it's gonna be full of vegetables. Jackie's buffed and not the butter board. <laughs> All, all you got to do is start talking about adult lunchables. Like Matthew chimes in. Like the whole, the whole cage came alive. I just need uh, the charcuterie board of steak. Adult lunchable. So, day and night. Day and night. <laughs> so, girl in the verse, while, while we have you before before the appetizers and and all of that, um, did you want to pin to the top the? Uh, oh my God, Steve! I just saw your thing. Um, did you want to pin to the top the Rolex? trademarks that they have filed oh sure yeah you want to start with that yeah yeah let me go pin it and i don't know if, if you want to start uh james you're the you're the guy we, I, I will we can say, start wherever you want i know i know your time is limited i, I didn't know if you wanted to go through a couple oh yeah i mean or... look i i saw it before and I, you know obviously i sent it your way um i was just telling my partner before the first person i remember talking about watches and how um, he would he would be interested in, in, in getting some sort of digital, um, you know, ownership proof that his watch is like the real Rolex, let's say, was uh, Kevin O'Leary. So when I saw this just happening right now, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like Kevin is behind this right now. Truthfully. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was about to say, like, as soon as you're going down this, like, I heard Kevin O'Leary. He was on Logan Paul's podcast and he specifically talked about the need for being a big watch guy and the need for that digital authentication of it and whatnot. So like I was, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So is that what Rolex is, is filing for? Essentially they're, they're filing for, um, yeah, the definitely some sort of authentication because I believe and, and, and grow, you can, you can correct me, but if I remember reading very briefly what you sent, NFC chips were involved and some other things. And if that's the case, then authentication is 100% um, one of the end goals. Am I am I correct in that? Yeah, I'm reading it now. It says watches and chronometric instruments with digital codes, labels, tags, and digital chips. But what I thought was interesting was the video game aspect in Rolex. So that's going to be interesting. I guess they're they're going to find a way to sort of become relevant. You know, I think maybe Apple Watch, right? Like that's probably their biggest. Um, competition maybe yeah so yeah it doesn't I, I mean it actually does surprise me i should say it doesn't it doesn't like the video game part surprises me i, I would be lying if i said that that didn't surprise me to have yeah it's surprising it's surprising yeah. to see that this video aspect is uh i don't even own an apple watch i still don't like please i i don't see the youtube i'm already glued to my phone i'd be so worried if i had a watch attached to my wrist i'd be constantly looking up crypto news it would just not be good for my mental health but um yeah it's surprising to see um a brand like rolex start thinking about video for you know for their watches that's why i'm, I'm thinking about the apple watch or any sort of smart watch um out there I, i'm assuming they're seeing some sort of need and probably the demand is there too to have this sort of feature that's that's really interesting. And and the two things that kind of strike me about that, well, number one, it's funny you say that about the Apple Watch. The Apple Watch has made me less glued to my phone because when I get those little pings, I can flip my watch, see it, turn it down, and I actually 
then I'm like, oh, okay, this is just a random Discord ping or something like that. And so I can then put it down and I actually don't pick up my phone as much to check when I have that vibration sort of in your in your pocket or in your hand or on the table. So it's actually made me less glued. And, and I have I, I, actually been recently saying, and I don't know if this is just me growing up or being an adult or whatever, but I'm like, maybe I'll, because I use my Apple Watch purely for a sort of exercise purposes or the main utility to me. It's like it tracks my runs and other things like that. But I do, I have been thinking of recently just being more of an adult and getting a real watch and then going to like a whoop band or something. I was talking to Richard Ryan, the founder of Black Rifle Coffee, and he's a big fan of the data that he gets from a whoop. Um, he's getting into NFTs as well, and he was kind of chatting through it. But I find that really fascinating. And I do wonder, like, there's a lot of interplays here. And I'm just going to be curious how all these dots connect from a fashion perspective in the metaverse, because you talk about Rolex having digital authentication. And so if that's the case, an easy logical step which they could do and eventually reverse engineer is the concept of like claiming that actual watch within a metaverse or within other places. So I do find that to be a really interesting potential like interplay that would be, you know, maybe the first step is the utility and the ownership. And then the next step would be the sort of digital add-on. So I could see that being fascinating. So I'm, I'm looking into the, um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll get Matthew on this, but I'm, I'm looking into what she said. It's interesting. I'm, I'm trying to understand if this is NFT first that they are um, filing for on this. So meaning they're going to make the digital version, I believe, of the watch. And then that would have the games and all this other stuff. And then I'm, I'm positive they're going to push this back to physical. Like, I think that's where this all heads. But right now, it just seems like this is completely just for the NFT side of, of things. Um, but it's it's Rolex and they make watches physically. So to have them um, immediately kind of integrate some of these things in if they're popular uh, will make a lot of sense. And if Rolex somehow comes out with a digital watch that has all these things in it, that would be mind blowing to me. That would really that would be the link right there, Steve, uh, if they but they this is like this is glasses and jewelry and caps and scarves and belts. So they've got something planned here beyond what they typically do. But Matthew, go ahead, chime in. I think a big one to look at is, so Tiger Woods entered into the space or is now doing collaborations. He's already an ambassador for Rolex. And if you look at sort of how a lot of these brands are entering in a gamification way, I, I think a lot of this is directed towards the golfing arena and interplay in that space and potentially doing things uh, especially since a lot of the VR experiences or at-home experiences are tailored to those uh, at-home golfing games, I, I wouldn't think it would be too much to imagine seeing a Rolex on like the digital wrist while you're playing golf in one of those sort of spaces. And I think that's kind of the trajectory they're looking towards before they start building out into uh, more collaborative. But I know that Tiger Woods has made a big entry into the sphere as well as as he has a long history now since I think around like 2011 and I think he's been an ambassador for them uh, so yeah I, I think that's something to look at too is who are power players within the brand already that are linking up Matthew always has big brain stuff every, yeah. time, he, every time he talks <laughs> I feel like I learn something or he's got like He's thinking like in chess, not checkers. And I always appreciate it, Matthew. Sorry, James, go ahead. I just want to make that comment. I appreciate I, Matthew. I'm going to piggyback on that comment and reaffirm what you just said, because you are eerily very correct. Like, so Tag Heuer was one of the first in the watch space to enter. And basically what I'm seeing the the trademarks for, for the under the Rolex name 
is very similar to what tag did. And the tag event that I went to was dun, 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 a golf event. Um, so you're like, you couldn't be more spot on when you said that. I'm like, is, did he read something? Did he see about this? So that's, I mean, it's, it's literally, um, it's literally what I, I believe the probably the immediate use case would be in terms of marketing and, and how they plan to roll this out um, because there is a massive market for that. I wasn't, I mean, did you, did you know about the tag thing or was this just something that you saw? Oh, I just took a guess. Very, very educated guess. Fucking smart, man. I, I just, what's interesting though is like, is, I find it fascinating though, like that there's the golf arena going into that. Cause like, I think about product market fit and is there like, like I imagine the Venn diagram of people who are serious golfers and people who are involved in web three is like a very, very thin crossover in the center of the Venn. No, is it no, like it's huge? Is it? It's huge. Go to really? uh, like, put it this, uh, or I come, I spend a lot of time in Palm beach, probably the second biggest group of crypto bros are just a bunch of really wealthy trust fund kids from that area that their only real social engagement is going to these golf clubs and that kind of networking space. Also, if you look at most of the brands in these waspy pockets, like I, I grew up in them. So knowing that kind of culture, uh, like Hermes, Ralph Lauren, all, all of these sort of luxury brands have golf-based uh, merchandise and sort of niche product that is directly set towards those markets. And the crypto bro market of that niche is very, very engaged. They're just, you know, a little bit quieter and just spend a lot more money. I I mean, it, there's no there's no um, coincidence that the Lynx DAO um, sold out as quickly as, as they did. And that we're talking a while back for 10. I think it was 10,000. But Bucks is here. He could probably throw up 100 if I'm correct. I think it was 10,000 that they threw out initially on that. It sold out. Um, and they've got they've got two tiers of the passes on, on that. It's and it's grown into a massive, massive um, community and and business. So, and they've, I mean, they've partnered with Callaway, they've partnered with Topgolf, they've partnered with uh, uh, Bridgestone, like all of these massive companies um, have partnered with them and they're probably- They partner with Clubhouse Archives. Well, yeah, I mean, but I'm bringing them up for the, for the truly for the conversation, not just to work us in. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing them up because I think, and I said this actually to, to Cooper, who's one of their, one of their guys and Nick, I said, low key, you're, you're probably one of the- most underrated um, NFT businesses in the space. That's that's in my opinion. I, I believe doing the most for their community, and nobody talks about it. If if you looked at if you went on their actual website and saw everything that they're doing for their community, it would blow your mind. It's it's insane, and they're building a golf course, which is just crazy. Um, so Matthew, that's that's pretty poignant the way that you pointed that out. I actually knew that about Palm Beach um, because I had some conversations with people down there and they're like, there's a massive crypto community down here and it's a lot of golfers. So that's just kind of crazy. They also just opened up the first crypto uh, crypto accepting golf resort. I think it's in Colorado or something. I, I have to look it up, but wait, what? I, yeah, it, they accept crypto and it's a whole resort that's based around that. So uh, let me look it up. I can find it. It's it's here in Colorado. I need to know where that. Is. But don't don't hold me accountable to state. I just remember it's in a state, and it looked 
Colorado-ish. I don't know. It looked mountainy and there was grass. It looked like snow. It was mountainy and there's grass. It's like, <laughs> don't hold me to it, but it was in a state which leaves only, you know, a, a handful of others. And it has mountains exactly. and grass. Exactly. That's okay. what I'm saying. It, it was it was 50 shots. James already uh, packed his golf bag. He's on. I, I literally was walking to the garage to grab my bag. And now I have to turn around and sit back down again. This is terrible. James is going to start driving and it's going to be like, actually, it's in Alaska. And he's like, all right, I got some time. Um, uh, oh my god! I'd plan a trip with Bucks if uh, if it was literally here. Like, there's actually there's a lot of go- there are a lot of golfers in Web three. I mean, a lot, a lot. Sorry, Steve. Go ahead. No, I was going to say. Now that you think about it, it's like you mentioned Bucks. Bucks has a whole ass chipping green in his backyard. Um, and it's like I looked at it. And I'm like, dude, like, where's the bunker? As if like that was like you know. But no, but seriously, it's like he has a whole chipping green in his backyard. And like as you mentioned it, I guess you're right. When I think about it, the amount of people I see who golf on the timeline. And the crossover is probably higher than I give it credit for. I think I get caught up in my own nerdy views. And because I haven't golfed in a couple of years outside of once, I'm like, oh, well, I guess golfing isn't. But you're right. Like, it probably is a high crossover. It does make sense. It makes sense there will be tech adoption there. And people with high tech and even, like, you know, high net worth individuals probably, you know, golf is a, you know, sport that's kind of, you know, it's not token gated. It's money gated for a lot of people, right? When you look at, like, country clubs and all that stuff. So, Okay, I suppose it's they're Lakes, Oregon, I think. Sister Oregon. It's uh, the same place. Okay. Why don't, why don't we let the golf guy uh, chime in on this? It probably knows more about it than we do. Bucks, what's up? Hey, what's going on, fam? It's good to be here. Uh, yeah, so about the adoption, I, I think there's a lot of um, a lot of golfers in the space, a lot of DJ gamblers in the space, and I think a big reason is because a lot of the adoption came from Top Shot which came from the DFS world. And so that's why you see so many um, DJ gamblers, golfers in the space. Um, and, and I think that segment is just uh, prevalent because DFS Twitter uh, was a big thing and it was a natural crossover there. I mean, and, and it's, I mean, it's, it kind of, I don't want to say this the wrong way because i'm a golfer that's kind of like the territory of just affluence and like a lot of these wall street guys i mean they, they golf that's what they do on the weekends or yeah. actually all the time <laughs> yeah absolutely no that, that's that makes sense that makes a lot of sense i wanted to add standing beside him hi guys it's mama bucks <laughs> that and i think steve you were starting to say this as well is being into nfts is a luxury and golf is kind of the luxury sport and so i think if you yes. look at it in terms of like the economic part of that, that makes sense to me. Yes. It, it's a marriage of two worlds, right? It's the, the gambling world and the luxury world. And so it's a perfect fit. It's, yeah. It's, it makes so much sense. Like when you step away for a second and just kind of look at the individual, like it, it, it just, it's obvious. But in the, in the moment, I remember in January, I'm like, Hmm, I wonder how this is going to do. And then as I dug in and, and saw what was transpiring, I was like, this is, yeah, this makes total sense now. And um, uh, I mean, I definitely got into that. So anyway, um, I, I was going to say before we throw to Dow, like where my brain goes, cause I am like such a fucking geek is like, I just immediately went to like, man, I wonder how I could start doing user personas that I could even name. I'm probably going to track out our Lumen down for this to work with me on it. I wonder how you could track down personas within the NFT space and actually name them and think about like buying activity. 
Because how much better would product market fit and actual sales and marketing be if you could actually define like a swath of people like and for people who don't know, like when I was like, again, I always use the progressive examples because I think they do a really good job and they've talked about this. They have sort of like Robinsons, Wrights, Sam's and Diane's. And what they've done is they've bucketed their key sort of like groups of customers into like, okay, a Sam is somebody who shops around a lot more high risk, younger, kind of has higher risk factors. Diane will be the next step up, probably has an apartment, might need renters. Wrights are a family that's coming into their own. And a Robinson is an ideal family that's a multi-product family that would be like sort of shopping. Um, and then their, their most likely term would be stasis when they get something, right? They get insurance, they stay with it. They don't want to touch it. They'll add more products. Maybe they have multiple cars. Maybe they have a boat, something like that. And they become like a desirable, less shopping, harder to reach uh, uh, group. The reason I bring that up is like, I wonder in the NFT community, if you could start to distill whether they're like early adopt, you know, different like types and give them sort of persona names and think about like the ones that maybe are interacting with NFTs that maybe like don't even know it. The ones that are deep in the Ethereum universe, the crypto bro, like there could be a way to kind of overlap those. And that would probably make marketing and actually coming to market so much more effective because you'd be able to have an idea of sort of what percentage of the market exists, at least to the best of your guessing. And you would be able to know like, what their sort of key motivators and drivers are. So um, that's just a peek inside my weird brain, but we can go to Dow Jones. I was just, that was my initial thought off that. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hope you can hear me. I'm out here walking the dog. But I'm listening to you guys talk about, you know, these luxury items and just, you know, the market of the, the high disposable income and using things like the Apple Watch to track your activities for things like CrossFitting and that kind of these niche activities. How long until that's all built into the gear? So for example, you want to track your run, you just get the Nikes that automatically do it. What does that look like as an earn model? Is it just they sell your ad revenue data and you get some Nike discount through it? Do you have to charge it? Are we get close to that kind of stuff, especially something like golfing or like surfing with wetsuits where service is an issue? We're having the tech built in. You know, I look at this in snowboarding and just things that I'm into. So I'm just curious how far we are away from that kind of model where you don't need the accessory. You don't need the connectivity. It all stores and then you can kind of bring it home and download. We're, we're pretty pretty damn close uh to a lot of that now where it gets tricky is when you start talking about storing the data within the within the piece itself i think there's always going to have to be that rfid or at least in the beginning um connection to like a device right and and the reason why is because when you start um when you start trying to do it in the individual piece itself then it needs a battery and then there's there's a lot of logistics and there's a lot of um R&D that needs to go into making them small enough, making them um, flexible enough, you know, a, a lot of things, right? Powerful enough. So, so there's still some things to overcome with that. But, but the first part of it, like you could do that with RFID, pushing information back and forth um, today, to be honest with you. Um, it, it's just still connected through the phone. So, I mean, it's the same thing kind of as the watch, but there's different data points that you can track with things like sneaker, right? Um, you could you could track you know kind of pressure um, pressure things. You can track heat. Um, there's a lot that can happen there, but I think we're still a little ways off for self sustaining for all of the individual products. But with NFC chips, um, there's a lot you can do today. I just I think it's going to take probably some leaders like Nike and, and Adidas to to step up to to really push that forward, and then that kind of competition will do a couple things. It'll drive the technology forward and it'll drive the price down. Right. And then, and then I think everybody can kind of get into it, but um, Matt, you went up and then Dow, you came back in. I mean, unless Dow, you wanted to answer back to that. 
Yeah, just real quick about, you know, the, that's kind of where I see the, the move to earn or use to earn model going more so as a reward based system, like within an ecosystem there, like you use your Nike shoes or you use your Nike, your, your Callaway shoes on the golf course and you walk over this golf course, you walk at X amount of times, you get rewarded based on your use case. I see that as more of a sustainable model as opposed to like what Stepin was doing, where it's kind of a free for all based on an app and it's not really narrowed in because it, it can't sustain. It's too big. So that was it. I was just curious to see, yeah. you know, from the fashion community, kind of where we're at with that, because I've seen it, like you said, RFID chips, you know, every time I go to the ski lift, I don't pull anything out. They just scan me right through my clothing and I go and that records the data, but that's connected to a main hub on their end. You know what I mean? I'm just the receiver. So I'm just curious how that works as far. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's interesting that you said the word earn. So like Izu, um, if you remember them, I, I, I had, I had a little bit of thought on that and questions. Cause I was like, I don't think it's, it's uh, there yet. And we saw how that played out. Um, so my intuition was was correct, but that was their their. Did goal we was... see how that play out? Because I don't even remember it happening. Because the use. No, it 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 played out to the way that I thought it was going to play out. But point being is is it's not it, that's not something that that um, you, you've got to put a lot of R and D behind that, um, a lot of money to to kind of like I said get that to where it needs to be. Um, but there there are ways to do it the app right now today is probably the best way there's just some things that you've got to figure out in terms of like there's definitely ways to cheat the system um you know you, you've got to figure out just a few things to really make it work but i i think we're going to see that from every single brand i mean that's that's loyalty right like that's that's inevitably where all of this heads um you know, like look at Starbucks, we're, we're, what they're doing with their their thing. It's all based around loyalty. So, I, I think a lot of these brands are going to follow suit. Matthew, I know, I know you've got things to say here. Go ahead. Yeah. So, one of the biggest uh, sort of markets to look at right now is the beauty and wellness industry in their application to the accessory markets. Like, I know Gucci recently uh, they released a ring that sort of can track your uh, heart rates and blood pressures and things like that. So you have the luxury industry deeply looking in it, but it's also ironic that we started with the conversation on Rolex because if you look at companies like Rolex and all the timepiece brands in particular, they have to specify on whether or not, especially in the context of golf, you know, they need to deal with certain sh uh, shock absorption for the timepieces to continue functioning. And a lot of their technology is going to be fundamental in paired with the kind of technology that Nike has already released. I know that they did that shoe that already could track your steps or wearability. And I know that that wasn't the most successful, but the technology is already in use and has is pretty much around. It's more so about who are going to be the players to collaborate the right way to integrate the technology and also make it aesthetically pleasing. Because the technology isn't really the problem anymore. It's more about how do you streamline it and how do you make it accessible and visually appealing to a consumer well can i if i were to take that one step further because i i'd agree with that i would say how do you make it valuable to a consumer like why am i going to want to interact with this technology um because to dow jones point um and i know dow had to drop but like man like i love that point he brought up like the connectivity that you could have because i was thinking like would someone acquire step in and just use their sort of like platform like a nike or something because nike is a little more acquisitive right or, or would apple because apple apple's super acquisitive people don't realize like siri they assume that's a homegrown product they acquired that company and just said we could make this work and it's a very apple thing to do and so i, I keep waiting for them to buy something in web 3 because it's very uh very in their nature to just buy and spin 
Um, but I think the value that uh, Dow hit on and that you kind of talked about there, Matthew, is what do you do where it's like you have chips? With I remember, you know, again, I'm, 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 I always say like I'm a relic. I'm an old. Like I used to have to like put like to run with Nike. What I would do is you downloaded an app on your phone and you put an actual physical chip in this little chip holder. Then you put that chip in your shoelaces and then you ran and that talked to your phone and that's how you tracked your run. And then soon enough, it became an app where they're like, hey, you can use it on your mobile. Uh, And then it came, and then obviously the watch came along. But having an RFID or sort of a a NFC chip in your shoe that actually connects with your, your wallet and, you know, has an interface where it's like, the shoes can tell you when your shoes need to actually be traded out or, or make those suggestions and upsell you on that and potentially give you a deal based on being in their ecosystem. And then they can use your data to let people properly market to you, which people think is like shitty, but actually I, I'm probably the weirdo here because I know Web3 is like, I don't want my information out there. I love that Amazon serves me up things that I might also like. I'm like, dope. I, I do also need that. Good call, Amazon. So but I do God wonder- help us in that moment when all of a sudden the brands are saying, you know, you should probably get a new pair of these Nikes. They're a little bit scuffed. Yeah. <laughs> the New York standard would not last long. Yeah, no, it's it's true. But it's like funny. Like, I just think with like a lot of workout clothes, like, you know, the opportunity to potentially sell or give you deals or say, like, notice you're going on a lot of runs. Guess what? Like, you know, Nordertrack wants to give you a you know, 25% off a treadmill right now, or did you, even if it's a, did you know they're running this deal? There's a lot of connectivity. And I know I'm talking about like how they sell things, but I keep thinking that yes, mass adoption will be like benefit. And I see that as beneficial for the consumer to be clear. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for, uh, for everybody like Dow Jones. I'll, I'll go to you in a sec, but I talk, you know, think about your snowboarding. It's like, you know, Gilson's got some badass technology. They're already talking about and, and integrating there. When I talk to those guys in New York, uh, which is, you know, snowboarder, uh, snowboarding uh, brand. And you just think about like them being able to like connect you to the things that matter most in your life and understand that. And again, I know people don't love to give information and you shouldn't have to, but it could make your life fundamentally easier and better and empower you where you maybe earn, you know, if you use Gilson snowboards or Nike shoes, you earn like a native token and maybe that native token can earn you pieces of the ability to buy things within a store because they know you're going to keep in their ecosystem and buy their products or give you discounts. There's a lot of ways that that can interplay. And I know a lot of people don't like that, but I love the, the reason why I own Apple watch, uh, Apple phone, Apple computers is because it allows me to exist on one ecosystem and everything talks to each other so well. So um, let's go, let's go to Dow. Cause I know I, I, I evoked you and you came back up and then, and then Matthew. Yeah, all good. I just, you know, to that point, like you were saying, you like when Amazon sends you ads, like, you can also take that that um, advertisement data servicing, and you can you could choose to sell it to whoever you want, or you could say, "Hey, it's giving me eight cents a gigabyte this week, and AWS is giving me ten cents, and I want to sell it to AWS." You could kind of take that whole model and really tailor it to yourself and make the most out of it. And then the other thing is, it's the lack of connectivity is where I really see that MPC chip going. You know what Gilson has going. The biggest problem at the ski mountain golf courses. There's no service. So like you can't have something running and accurately tracking you. So for the thing to be able to track you and then come down and then connect it, you know, to whatever cloud service you want to use is really the game changing tech with that. And then the gamification of it, like you said, you have a cool UI and you can battle your friends. Hey, I outran you by 60 miles this week. You need to step your game up just like they do in all sorts of things. But to be able to take it and build it into a more ownership platform with that move to earn model, like it won't be 
thousands of dollars like people thought it was going to be and step in, but it will be some sort of reward-based system you feel like you're earning out of it. Yeah, I think that that's really cool and like, well, first of all, why don't we have service everywhere? Fix that shit, Bezos. It's about time. But like, I would say, I don't know why. I think just Bezos has enough money to fix everything. But like, I, you know, the other thing that's interesting about that, just as a quick build, is the the concept of like of of having first of all being able to dunk on my friends on chain actually sounds amazing. So actually, that's that's kind of cool. But like, the idea that like you could actually sell the benefits too. So like, you know, the example that you use where you could sell information and data actually, I think, is really empowering 